trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest Welcome to Talking Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week, we will be discussing the brews and chews from Strange Bird Beer in Rochester, New York. And I believe he's a once or twice listener, but he's a longtime friend, fellow food enthusiast, and a beefer, Dale! Welcome to the pod. Thanks. Thanks. Long time uh, food enjoyer, first time uh, podcast guest. So uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah. How long have you enjoyed food for? Just give us a <laughs> oh, guesstimate. Yeah, at, at least five, 10 years. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe longer. It's a pretty long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really into the stuff. I appreciated the wave too, Dale. The, I, just so the audience knows, you did wave to all of us. So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to just jump right in. And, and Andy, how about you give us your catch-up? Okay, so we recorded a podcast two nights ago, or three. So not a ton of new stuff happened, but a couple of quick updates. One, our hockey team is back. I don't think we really talked about it last podcast. But our we play hockey like four months out of the year, and we didn't play last year because of all the COVID stuff, and our previous season was cut short there's some legendary stories about how the league handled the original COVID outbreak, but we don't need to get into that, but all four of us play on the same hockey team and we're back and it's the best. And we're having a great time. Uh, tonight I went out to dinner with my boys. It was guys night. We went out to just a classic. We got to still go to like fast casual places where the food comes out within about five minutes or we lose interest. So we went to bill gray's and just got some standard burgers and fries. And my once I got a got a hot dog, it was delicious. You, you know, you can't beat it. And their little kids meals come with an Oreo. And it's just absolutely classic. You know, one got applesauce, one got fries. They're in heaven. They're just they're playing with their Paw Patrol toys. They're having a blast. And they're just, you know, they're future beefers. So that was fantastic. And okay, Rob, you know how you talked about Loganberry, uh, you met that person from the distillery. Yeah. Well, on Mondays at work, we like rotate someone brings in like snacks of some sort on Mondays just to like cheer everybody up on a Monday morning, you know? So lately the, the, the trend that has been catching on lately, cause it always ebbs and flows like sweets and then salty. And then we, now all of a sudden we're on a drink kick. So people have been bringing in all sorts of flavored seltzers. And today on the end of the, you know, counter, there's a bunch of seltzers and then just a row of plain original Loganberry, like Ted's hot dogs, Buffalo style, Aunt Rosie's Loganberry. So today at lunch, I had an ice cold can of Loganberry. It was amazing. The Monday treat Monday truly did its thing today. Also, they, they put out like cookies and Starburst and Skittles and chips is Amazing spread. I wish I could give credit. I don't remember who it was. Uh, we'll add it, that in in post. Uh, so yeah, Beefers Hockey, Bill Gray's, Logan Berry. I'm caught up. Awesome. Randy, that's a tough act to follow. What do you got? So then I'm just going to kind of ease on with it uh, and tell my Logan story. I remember, I think I was like, 
I must've been in elementary school. I'd never heard of it before. And uh, my buddies from Buffalo, we went up to visit his grandparents. It's like one of those flash of a memories. And it was the first time I had heard of Loganberry and it was so delicious. It was so good. Um, and then speaking of Buffalo, um, this weekend, I think I finally decided what my favorite food is of all time. It has to be. You say a different one every week. This one, though, for sure. And there's this one has evidence. It's got to be pizza because I ate pizza three times in a row this weekend. And I could have had it today also and would have been very happy with it. Um, so we went to the place we were going to talk about. Strange Bird had pizza Friday night. And then Saturday night, Rob and I went to an old college, not old, a college, a friend from college, a birthday for a friend from college, but she's not old. So just put it out there when she listens. What's up, Aaron? And um, it was at Pearl Street Grill and Brewery in Buffalo. And guys, I know we're going to talk about this Buffalo chicken pizza from Strange Bird, but their Buffalo chicken pizza, and I think Rob can back me up on this, was amazing. It was so friggin' good. So that was awesome. And then I had pizza from Wegmans um, yesterday, which was okay. But have you guys had their wings in a while? No. Oh my God. They might have some of the best wings in Rochester. I got to say their wings were phenomenal. Very, all of us were surprised that we're eating them. This like, uh, were these made to order or were they from the like a hot bar out there. Yeah. So they were, they were ordered. So ordered, picked up or delivered. I don't know if Wegmans delivered. Is that my, at one of our friends' houses. So he just had like a ton of wings and the pizza. Um, and it was like Buffalo. And then one of them might've been like spicy barbecue or something. They were, they were actually good size. They were delicious. I, I would definitely do Wegmans wings again. Cause like you guys are saying, I remember going to their hot bar before and not being super impressed, but these were amazing. So the hot bar, you can catch one that's been there since like eight hours prior <laughs> to by point. accident. Yeah, yeah like small and <laughs> shriveled and dried out. Now up. they do like delivery and pickup orders. Like you can get, yeah, you can get pretty good food at Wegmans. Yeah, I'm assuming. And then we had subs too. So I'm assuming this was like a call in order and then picked up, but it was great. It was delicious. A great use of like Wegmans gift cards is to like, because mm. we, the one by us had the, um, like the pub where you used to be able to dine in that has closed, I think since COVID or maybe it was just lack of business, but they were, they made like really good burgers and sandwiches. So we would get takeout there um, at the start of COVID and just be like, this is just kind of a nice meal. They had like good chicken sandwiches and stuff like that and, and burgers and stuff. But yeah, I think their, their food has gotten a little kick up uh, in the takeout since they've made that a real point of emphasis. I would agree. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking, I actually had pizza twice on Saturday. So <laughs> technically four times because one of them was from Wegmans. And I used to not be a big fan of Wegmans pizza, but the slice I got was really good. So yeah, four times I would have had it again today. So pro pizza over here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I actually had pizza Sunday night as well. So for me also three days in a row, uh, the pizza at uh, Pearl street was, was really good. They had a, a bruschetta. Is it bruschetta? Bruschetta? I don't know. I say bruschetta. It's a soft, not a hard. Well, whatever it was, it was really good. And yeah, the Buffalo chicken pizza was amazing, but I went to strange bird last night because Randy has been raving about that place. And by strange bird, I mean pizza wizard instead. (laughs) Sorry. 
I'm pretty tired. had a long day, guys. It's they been a sort long of one, time, so it, I it. <laughs> yeah, Pizza Wizard. And even with Randy saying how hard it is to find, it is still very hard to find. <laughs> it is just tucked in this little nook on South Clinton. And I'm just following my GPS, went right by it, pulled into the parking lot behind it. I'm walking around. I, I did find it. Uh, but yeah, really trust your GPS on that one. And it is on South Clinton, but it is a very small storefront. However, the pizza was awesome. It was kind of like, I know Randy described it before, but it, it really was like a focaccia and it's a square pizza. doesn't look that big. I ate the whole thing myself, but it was pretty filling. So, I mean, you could crush the whole thing yourself, or if you're a reasonable person, probably get that aside and a salad and split that with two people. And you'll probably be happy with that, but Really good pizza, cheese, like crust to crust, you know, it, it's, it's edge to edge cheese and the ingredients were great. Sauce was awesome. And it, it's Detroit style, I guess. And Rob, you sent us a picture of that and it looked kind of like a, it almost looked like a little sloppy homemade Detroit style pizza, Yeah. but I have had it and it just looks kind of crazy. It wasn't like an Instagram photo ready one that you received yeah. the same way a Burger King burger doesn't look the same when you order it, but still tastes pretty good that the pizza pizza wizard i think tastes awesome and you and i were talking you were like it'd be awesome if you could get like a salad with it because you almost feel like you have to eat the whole thing if it's all you get you know yeah so like i think i probably talked about on the pod we we saw a random deal that they had on instagram two square pizzas and uh a salad it was like 25 or 30 bucks or something and that was perfect because you got to try two flavors and the salad, yeah, you got to save some of the pizza too. So you didn't feel quite as bad about yourself after. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely an awesome deal to check out. And next week, I think I might try out, if I'm not out of town, uh, I'm going to go to Peels on Wheels, uh, which is very close to where I live. And I've heard it has uh, very good reviews. So Andy, in. you're in? Okay. Done. Episode. Ep- yeah, you know, we probably should just get some content out of this, you know. Anytime we hang out or eat food, we can get a, get a cool podcast going. I do feel like such a dork when we're like at these places and we're trying to take pictures of everything. And I'm like, oh, just hurry up, hurry up, take the picture. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure the, the people at uh, Rock Brewing were on to us as we were eating a, a little bite of a hot dog and then furiously typing into our phones and taking pictures and whispering to each other. They also weren't concerned because we're morons. So Yeah, yeah. No, they also know that we don't have any <laughs> listeners. But um, so anyways, pizza wizard was a big, big highlight of my Sunday. Um, another update. I'm, uh, dipping my toe into the world of weighted blankets. Here we go. New obsession, which means I bought a weighted blanket and, uh, I bought it online. It hasn't shipped yet, but I got, I went with a 25 pounder. I want that thing to just crush me. So we'll see what happens. Just it's like a thunder shirt for his general life anxiety. <laughs> it's true. I wish you guys could see Dale's face. He looks so confused. Right? <laughs> just one of those for dogs, and when can I get out of here? Yeah. What's the benefit into? of it? So it's it's supposed to just kind of help you sleep deeper and kind of wraps you up like a little hug. But uh, I have all sorts of sleep issues, and especially in the summer, like I need weight on me, or else like so in the summer when it's hot, I might just sleep with just a sheet on. And just having a light sheet, like I just freak out sometimes. So I think the one I got is like a braided, and there's too much information, but uh, 
it's kind of like a braided blanket. So there's no beads, there's no glass, there's no stuff inside of it. And it's just the, the fiber itself makes it heavy, but it allows air to escape. So hopefully you can kind of use it in the summer. And, uh, so yeah, weighted blanket. I'll let you guys know it's, uh, should be pretty heavy. My wife is a sleep enthusiast and big napper. And she was recently on like a girl's trip and her friend's house where they stayed, they had a weighted blanket just like on the couch. And she's like, it really was amazing. It made like a huge difference. And I just like napped so hard for like two hours, like midday and said it was, she raved about it. And she's, I'm not a very, I don't really like sleep. I'm in a weird camp. People don't believe me. I don't sleep much and I don't crave it, you know? So coming from someone who loves it, I trust her opinion. Yeah. It's well, my brother has been into them for a while and uh, I crashed at their house for Christmas Eve and I slept under a weighted blanket and I had a good night's sleep. So um, that's that. And then the, the last thing, I mean, I guess this is kind of a plug. Um, I'm going to plug at SCO sport wash residue free detergent because I recently, we'd gone to a string of bills games. I wore all my ski gear because it was insanely cold. We were also standing next to a lot of like open fires. And so my clothing just stunk like campfire, all my ski gear. And so after doing some research, I was like, going to use regular detergent. And I learned like, you're supposed to use some specialty detergents that don't leave residue that don't leave smell. And (laughs) it's supposed to like, just do a better job of like cleaning out any kind of synthetics, like you know, if you have like a polyester or base layer or something like that. And so I found this stuff online. The reviews were hilarious. The biggest critique is that if you buy this stuff it, <laughs> and you don't cut the wrapper off, the wrapper will get detergent on it and it will leak a crazy, super bright orange dye all over your house and will stain everything it touches. So everybody fits that easily too. Yeah. Everybody loves the detergent, hates the label. Um, so I cut it off immediately, no issues with that, but this was my favorite review was, uh, been using this stuff for a long time. Got it. Because I'm sensitive to most detergents on the market. This stuff has no scent. It cleans, cleans your clothes extremely well, gets blood stains out on the first wash. <laughs> and so I, I read that. I was like, okay. Um, I guess a lot of hunters use it, but it was so funny. I went skiing right before I bought this and somehow like cut my hand open and didn't realize it. And I got blood all over one of my base layers for skiing. And I was just like, I wonder if it's going to get all this blood out of the first wash. And you know what it did. It, okay. I can't tell Rob Rob's big on this detergent. I can't tell if it's because I've heard this story like two other times, one other time. Did he do this on the last episode, Randy? I don't remember. Or is that just me thinking because he said it the other day? Okay, I'm going to be totally honest. I tend to zone out during Rob's catch-ups. Rob's um, so I'll, re-listen, I'll re-listen to that one and let you know. Hey, it's so good he plugged it twice, though. I love Rob's plugs. So I, I always listen to those, Rob. I don't think... So here... Okay, I might have said it. It was. It was... I was super tired, but anyways, it was on my previous <laughs> note sheets from the the previous episode, but I didn't think I brought it up. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. I could be wrong. I think I've just heard it a few times. The I, name is so long. That's the, what's the name of it again? I think that's why I don't remember if you said at, it. At SCO, A-T-S-K-O, Sport Wash Residue Free Detergent. Okay. I know Rose, they don't sponsor the show. That doesn't sound familiar. So maybe this is the first time. 
And uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, and, and one last very quick thing. Uh, listener of the show, Mike, Mike, who I work with, said he loves the show, but that I was definitely wrong about <laughs> Caraglio's being attached to the AMC Webster uh, movie theater. He's like, they're not even remotely close. You're definitely wrong. So Mike, yep, you're right. Sorry. So Mike agreed with everyone else who just thought it sounded insane. You know what, though? It felt like they were connected. Anyways, okay. Dale... To you, man, what's what's going on with your ketchup? What's what's happened in your life? Um, I mean, hearing all this pizza talks making me a little envious. Um, you know, Pizza Wizard and um, hearing Criglio's. Uh, I had a cauliflower crust pizza yesterday before a hockey game, and uh, it's. I mean, you know, <laughs> my, my wife can't have gluten, so she got Yay. these custom Legmans and made us some pizzas. I mean, it, it wasn't half bad, but. Uh, after hearing you guys talk, I got a, there's a void to fill and I got to get out to one of these places this week, man. That's what, what's, you, what would be, what's your favorite local? We talk about this a lot. What's your favorite like local pizza place, Dale? Uh, Nino's on Culver by uh, James Brown Diner and Johnny's. Yes. It's uh, They've been there since like the seventies. It's this old Italian guy. Um, I think and, we used to get pizza there after or some nephew ball, or something. Right? Um, it, it's you know it's reasonably priced it's sicilian style and it's, it's just delicious i think What's that's your... softball games we would get it there yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. the uh the owner would uh kind of walk a couple sheets down for us awesome right what what kind of pie do you get there dale i mean i, I i'm simple when it comes to pizza i'm a pepperoni guy so just cheese and pepperoni and i'm happy I, i've been there a bunch but i only get their white uh, white pizza because that's kind of what I had heard they were known for, but I, I didn't even think about trying out something else. That's a great idea. Yeah. And uh, I've, I haven't been there in years and uh, this conversation is going to motivate me to kind of uh, get some more pizza. Oof. Dale, I got a, I, my coworker gave me a recipe for cauliflower crust. Cause I, the first one I ever had for pizza was awful, but it was like one of those brand name ones that just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was like, had just come out. And I just was like, this is gross. She gave me one that you make yourself. I'll try to find it and I'll send it to you. It was phenomenal. It made like yeah, a yeah, little, like, buffalo great. chicken and, with cauliflower. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Cause my, my wife's very picky about, you know, those types of crusts and she's found that Mark's makes one of the few good uh, cauliflower crust pizzas, but you know, then I have to get Mark's too. And it's kind of, you know, generic pizza for this area. So I want to venture out and get something good for once. Sounds like Dale wants to be on our pizza episodes when they start uh, coming out. Ooh, yeah. If it involves <laughs> eating them, I'm in. <laughs> okay, man. So we just brought up, you You seem to be like, it seems like maybe your go-to is buffalo chicken pizza. That'll come up in this episode that you were interested in that pizza. Plus you mentioned it again there. And I remember you saying a couple months ago, like the best pizza you've had in a long time was <clears throat> like a deep dish buffalo pizza from Mark's. Do you remember that? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I kind of forgot about it, but I think but you you're said right. it was like amazing. And I, I was like, that sounds good. Cause I, I'm like Dale, I don't love Mark's normal pizza. Um, but that deep dish made it sound interesting. So I'm, a, I'm like you and Dale I'm and Rob and I talked about this on the ride home. I'm not a big Mark's fan but that pizza was great. I will say it depends. They have to like do use like fried chicken fingers for me. So like yeah. cams, I love cams pizza, but their Buffalo chicken is just straight up, like chopped up grilled chicken on it. And yeah. it just doesn't do it for me as much. Randy, I got to get you down to that 
basin pontillos for their buff chicken slice. It's so good. We were talking about that as well. That came up in the conversation the other day. A lot of pizza talk, guys. We are obsessed with pizza. Oh my god! And and I (laughs) got to. I like. It's not over. (laughs) I'm I'm Team Marks. I know it's an unpopular opinion but i i do like their they're just a plain marks roni slice i'm in would never complain about it if i was given one either like all pizza is pretty solid it's solid it's just you know everyone gets it anytime there's like a big get together so you kind of get sick of it after a while yeah yeah anything else dale for your ketchup i got us a little off track there no just uh getting back into the swing of things you know the holidays uh laid low for a while so i'm trying to get back into skiing and uh, like you guys said, hockey season started, so I'm just excited about that. Just re- ready to be active again. Yeah, we lost our fourth straight last night, but uh, we'll get back on the horse. It, it'll happen. We play our way into shape on this team, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's transition into talking about this brewery, Strange Bird Beers, which is a new brewery on the Rochester scene. It's on Marshall Street, uh, kind of across the street and down the uh, down a little bit um, into the street off of Monroe. It's in an old food co-op building, I believe. And abundance co-op. Yeah. And it's, it's a cool, it's a really cool space. Like uh, just interesting decor, a lot of like, like a light colored copper and turquoises. And it's a very bright space, a lot of cool lighting, very open. It's a, it's a great place. What do you guys think? Uh, I got the the best parking spot in the house right in front of the big glass windows. <laughs> and there's like two feet of old snow and we're on a terribly plowed side street in Rochester. I nailed the parallel park in one try. And then later that night when we went to Rock Brewing, I also parallel parked on the first try on a crazy snowy road. And some guy was sitting in the car behind me. Wait, very nerve wracking. That was me in the car behind you. I thought you knew that. <laughs> no, no, no. There was a guy in the car that was parked oh. behind me as well. He was like gotcha. just sitting there furiously texting. <laughs> so yeah, that was me. me watching, watching me nail it. But then I almost like I had to get within like an inch of this guy's car while he's in it, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, anyways, yeah, I got that front parking spot and I walked in like the king of the place because I nailed it. And nobody, nobody cared. You know, sometimes like I cheer if someone, you know, does well. I mean, come on, people have some fun. But uh, I agree. You walk in, it's bright. The, the one downside I noticed right away in the wintertime, no vestibule at that one side main entrance. So I walked in and like kind of looked around for you guys and maybe two, three people came in behind me and just freezing cold air rushing in. Other than that, the place looks cool. It was hopping. There was a bunch of people there. It's well lit, but I kept my coat on the whole time. I was a little chilly and it mayhaps have uh, affected our food a little bit in my opinion, but not to get ahead of myself here. Randy, first impressions. A lot of vestibule talk. I think the most vestibule talk I've had in years, uh, but you're right, Andy, it was a little chilly in there and it did affect the food a little bit. Um, it was our second time there. Uh, really cool space, lots of tables. Um, I know we found one pretty quickly uh, when we got in there. And yeah, tons of different beers, tons of food. And that's about it for the ambiance, Dale. Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked the setup that they had. I mean, like Rob said, it's an old supermarket. And because of that, I mean, it, it was pretty, I don't want to say crowded, but there are a lot of people there, but I didn't feel crowded or 
you know, stuffed in there. It was, you know, we had our own table and there's plenty of room to breathe, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And I would say it's, it's cool. They, they've got these like giant brewing tanks that are copper that, that they look aesthetically pleasing, but they also, I think are functional. And then they have this kind of like large side room where you can kind of, I think like do pickup orders and stuff like that. And there's a lot more brewing equipment there. And I've heard that they're going to have seating on the roof and that'll have like a nice view of the city too. So upside down on the ceiling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah you strap in and uh, you, you just got to be, be cool. With the blood rushing to your head. But uh, it's, yeah, it's a cool, I don't know. It's a cool place. It's a cool, it's a nice new, a new addition to the, the many breweries we have in, in Rochester. So when, when Dale and I were talking at strange bird, we were just kind of, he, he made a point that I didn't really notice at first thought. I don't know, maybe because a couple of the places we recently been to had kind of big menus, but they do have a big menu. There's a lot to mm -hmm. choose from for a brewery which is cool. So I'm looking at the menu now and, you know, they've got five or six apps. They've got four or five like sandwiches or mains, and then probably seven different types of pizza, even a couple specials on the menu this weekend and uh, dessert too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And they've got that. It's kind of like a neat looking, it might have like a mosaic tile on the outside or something, a giant cool pizza oven. And it's one of those kitchens where you can kind of see everybody bustling around and, and cooking. And it does seem to have a, a pretty good, good sized staff. Like there were, there was a good amount of people in that kitchen cooking. And I think from what I've read they're they're very much like, uh, you know, everything from scratch, everything made in house kind of place. So I kind of like that, 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 you know, you kind of support a business that tries that out. So, so let's, let's get to the orders. Let's, you know, we each kind of had one that was our, maybe our trademark, um, thing that we ordered. So Randy, what, let's start with you. What did you, uh, what was kind of your pick from the menu? Oh, surprise, surprise, Buffalo chicken pizza, <laughs> um, fried chicken, blue cheese, smoked maple, Buffalo, celery, and mozzarella. And I know, was it Andy or Rob was a little hesitant with the celery. I think Andy, which I totally understand. I've had celery on pizza when it gets a little like too warm and like, it's not as crunchy. Um, but I, I think, and Rob, you you back me up on this. I think they usually, they like shaved it into little thin slices yeah. and they put it on after it comes out of the brick oven pizza oven or brick oven pizza oven, right? Brick oven. <laughs> I think you need out to the, say oven one more time at the beginning. Brick oven pizza oven. oven, oven. Brick oven. Brick oven. Um, and all, overall, Rob, I know you were a little hesitant about the blue cheese, but you didn't mind it. it definitely. You couldn't really tell it was like sweeter almost. Uh, that sauce that they used was amazing. And I'll let Rob explain because I did not understand the infusing of the, whatever it was they said they did. I think you have a lot of confidence in my ability to explain this sauce. <laughs> I didn't even uh, understand. I, I just thought it was very good. <laughs> no, I mean, remember I told you that they infused Thank you for clarifying, it. Rob. <laughs> well, it says, um, Buffalo, it said, uh, smoked maple Buffalo sauce. Yeah. So they oh, used a, Oh yes. They used a smoke, yeah. a smoke machine. So if you ever watch like top chef or any of those, any, any show where they have like high end chefs, they'll, they've got this little smoking device where they kind of like start a little fire and it's got a little tube and they'll, they'll fill like a metal container, cover it with tinfoil and throw like a piece of salmon in there and then just pump smoke in there from this fresh little wood fire they start on this device. And so Andy, was it you that saw that they were using that or did no. you, somebody somehow <laughs> this chef told me that they okay. used it. 
Yeah. So that, yeah, they actually like infuse. So rather than use like liquid smoke, which is supposed to be kind of like really a, a crappy thing you don't really want to use. Um, they it's actually like an, use liquid smokes, like a seventies, eighties product, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's like good for you. Maybe I've just heard really bad things about liquid smoke. And so it's kind of cool that they actually smoked it themselves, which was, and, and it, it was freaking awesome. I thought it that was the pizza so was good. good. Yeah. I said the wing sauce was perfect. The mozzarella was perfect. It was like, what did you call it, Andy? It was like a little, it wasn't globs, but it was curds, curds. Yeah. Like kind of like mozzarella curds, sweet and spicy with a Buffalo taste. The dough was soft and doughy. Um, it was still fresh and crunchy though. I wrote, didn't see the blue cheese. Never mind. I got it and delicious. <laughs> OMG, the taste is beyond amazing. The only downfall was it doesn't didn't hold together very well. I felt like the crust was a little bit on the soft side, so the toppings kept falling off. It did use fried chicken, so maybe chopped up fried chicken fingers. And it was slightly cold, probably for the lack of the vestibule. Um, but overall it was for me, it was about as close as a 10 out of 10 could be for a Buffalo chicken pizza. It wow. was so good. Strong, strong comments from the Buffalo chicken fan. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I thought this thing was like a work of art when it came to the table, you know, it had like the crazy, perfect high temperature, fast cook char, like, a, like black spots and bubbles and, but it wasn't overly done. Um, yeah, the celery, I did not really a celery fan. Uh, so I, t- I took the shavings off, but I, I probably would have liked it more that way than like when they just dice it and put it on top, like you guys said. Mm. I'm also a huge fan of the sauce. I like a little sweetness. You know, I like when you do, when you mix sauces a little bit, sort of like a sweet and sour mixed with a buffalo, buffalo sauce. I thought that was great. It was, I, I agree with Randy that is a little floppy in the middle, but that, I think that tends to happen sometimes with those uh, brick, brick oven pizzas. You just got to, sometimes you almost have to fold it over to get the mix of the bites with the crust in the middle, but it was great. I, we, we kept saying how we thought the blue cheese was weird because we, I didn't know there was even mozzarella on it. So there, those globs or curds, those are good wordle words, by the way, five letter words. <laughs> globs curds dough these are all just keep them in mind guys for wordle um blue cheese i didn't taste any i we saw those globs of mozzarella and then there was no blue cheese anywhere to be found which i don't hate because like pure blue cheese can be a little intense um but i i thought it looked great it tasted great the sauce was perfect for for my tastings it was a hit i loved it I don't really have much to add. Yeah, it was, it was great. I don't know. You, you guys covered it, I think, really. Now, Dale, Dale and his wife met us there. So Dale didn't necessarily know he was going to be on the pod. We just asked him to after the fact. So, Dale, you saw the pizza, but didn't try it. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, presentation-wise, it looked amazing. I mean, like you said, Andy, the celery was kind of weird, but um, it looked like something that would be good. I mean... Other than that, I really don't have much to add. It was okay. I want to be very clear. I don't think the celery was weird. I I I take uh, umbrage with that. I think it was like sliced at a diagonal, as Randy said, like maybe on a mandolin, like super thin shavings. 
and it, it had good crunch. And uh, is that what that music was coming out of the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone was playing the mandolin with a celery stock. Yeah. But huh. it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, you know what? I also eat celery every single day of the week. So uh, I guess Ooh, I took that personally. Weird, weird flex. But okay. <laughs> Dale, what, what did you, what did you guys end up ordering? So we, we both got the burgers, um, Lauren, of course, without the bun, but uh, I really enjoyed it. It, it. I mean, I've eaten a lot of burgers recently for whatever reason, and this was probably the best I've had in a while. Nice. So we're talking six ounce single patty, bacon, onion, jam, cheddar, B&B mayo, bread and butter. I don't know what that is. B&B mayo, lettuce, sesame roll, fries. We and we also split that too. I, I would agree. You know what? I think jumping in real quick, I think it's hard to judge one quarter of a burger. I feel like you need at least a half or a full burger to get the full experience of the burger. I think that's kind of one of the issues we've had in the competition. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I I would say eating this i really enjoyed it i thought it was good uh it was pretty heavily lettuced in my opinion so i took some of that off but i was real i was bun i was speculating speculating on that bun it was covered in sesame seeds which i don't love but my worries went away when i bit in because it had an amazing buttery crunch on the inside like this thing was like grilled on the flat top perfectly which was an issue at the other brewery we went to uh, later that night. And so that got me off on the right start. I thought the burger was really good. I would, I think Rob, what maybe we could have done for this burger was gotten the second patty, which maybe would have helped if you're eating a quarter. It said, I didn't realize until after you could add a second burger patty for three bucks, which Ooh. we totally should have done. I, if I was eating it myself, I don't think I would have needed the second patty, but to eat that quarter of it, that probably would have helped us get a better taste of it. Um, so we're learning things either get two burgers or double the patty, the hot food, like we said, wasn't super hot, except the fries. They were like, um, they came oh out God. a million degrees <laughs> and they were like slight, they were like the square cut, but a little thicker, not quite like a, like a half of a steak fry. Basically they were a little thick, but not too crazy. I thought the fries were like this, this is weird because I liked all the food, but I thought the fries were incredible. The fries were so good. And I maybe it's because they just kept their heat really well because they just came out of the fryer and were in a big pile. Yeah, I, and I don't know, the, the flavor, I mean, I, I could have eaten all of them naked. I didn't even need ketchup. They they were seasoned perfectly. I mean, a, a little hot, but um, nice and crispy. Um, they were so good. Know, yeah. Oh. Part of you wonders like... They, your uh, your wife had ordered the fries and was like just not not down in them. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just have one of those. And I'm like, I probably could have just eaten all those, but for my own health, I was like, I, probably, I can't just eat all of her fries. Also, <laughs> yeah, they were great. They were they were they were awesome. Like you said, super well seasoned, nice and salty, and uh, yeah, they're they're awesome. Now we got to throw it to Randy about the burger too, but I just want to point out one thing I noticed. The I like the idea of like a bacon onion jam, mm -hmm. but I thought the onions weren't cooked long enough. Like I was still getting a little crunch in the onions. If I'm thinking bacon jam or onion jam, I want it to be like French onion soup 
consistency, like super slow cooked into like a mush, basically. Maybe that's weird, but like, I don't love like a raw onion consistency. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I'm expecting onion jam, I want that to be like, like a sweet, like crazy mash of stuff. That's my one complaint about the burger. Other than that, I thought it was great. Randy, what'd you think? I, I was just checking my notes. I said it was good. Um, there's some pickled onion on it, which I thought added a lot to it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta throw this out there though. It's overpriced in my opinion. It's seventeen dollars for a six ounce patty. Oh, it was. Um, yeah, and I'm ch- and I was just doing some research on like uh, some of the other places. It reminded me of Swillburgers Burger, which is a little bit cheaper, seven fifty for the burger. Now it's not obviously as big or as gourmet, but I mean that's quite a difference. Uh, we went to K two. Their burger is a half pound, which is eight ounces for fifteen dollars. And then you get a Rondequite where we went. Um, they do a double smash burger for $15. So it, it's definitely in comparison a little bit pricey. But, I mean, if you're going for a night out to a nice brewery, it's it's worth it, I'd say. Uh, but, yeah, overall, it was it was good. I also put in my notes, kind of like Rob said, I think, um, hard to tell with a quarter of a burger. So it, it was hard to tell how good it was just to get all the stuff on it. Yeah. I, I think the best bite of any burger is like the direct middle of the burger. Like if you, if you just like <laughs> cut out a, a cross section of the, the exact middle and when you're sharing, if you're cutting a burger into quarters, you're only getting a very little bit of that best bite. Um, I, I wrote toasted bun beef had a really good meat flavor. Like, you know, you could tell it was good quality beef. I, you know, I don't think I would race out here for this burger, but I thought it was a very, very good burger. Like there's, I had zero complaints about it. I thought it was great. I just wish I had had more of it, but, uh, uh, Andy, what was your order? Uh, well, we also got the fried chicken sandwich, Yeah. which, oof, how do you say Sichuan chili oil? Sichuan. Yeah. It's spelled different than the Sichuan though. Yeah. That's S-Z-E, isn't it? This is S-I-C-H. So maybe it's similar. So we'll just say chili oil, cabbage slaw, comeback sauce, sesame roll, fries. I I was a huge fan of the bun. Like I said, it was the exact same bun. Uh, Perfectly buttery crunch again. I thought the chicken itself tasted like heavy black pepper, like that, like salt and pepper in the dredge or whatever. Yeah. And then the sauce or the oil or the mixture left a little lingering heat in like the, like the, whatever that chili pepper type uh, flavor. So you got both kinds of peppers and it grew on me as I ate it. My first bite, I didn't like it. And I think it's probably just because I was switching over from the pizza or the burger or something, but then every bite I had. And since we quartered everything, I ended up eating that was the remaining quarter that I ate of food. And so I was like, I'll take that. You know, you guys wanted the burger and the pizza. I was like, well, I'll take the, you know, thing, the chicken. So I got to eat like a whole a half of one. So it did really grow on me as I ate it. I did. I gave a couple bites, a little Dunkin' ketchup just to see, but the sauce and the oil on there, the, the pepper, the chili oil uh, had enough flavor in there that it was pretty good. Not a huge real pattern here. Didn't love the lettuce, the celery. I'm not a huge slaw guy. I kept a little on there, but uh, 
I thought the chicken was good and I thought it was a well done sandwich probably cost around the same as the burger, but I feel like I'd expect to pay a little more for one of a high end chicken sandwich than a burger. So I thought it was good. All the food was great, but we still not to, to ruin anything. My favorite item of the night still has not been mentioned. So we'll get to that later. What, uh, Rob, what'd you think of that chicken sandwich? I thought it was awesome. I, I, I like slaw. I like everything that was on it. I, I thought it was really well seasoned and I liked how you get some fried chicken sandwiches where like the breading falls off or it feels a little greasy. This was very crunchy, no breading fell off and it, it wasn't greasy at all. It just had a great crunch. It was a great sandwich. I would definitely get this again. This was one of my favorite things. Maybe not quite as I, I didn't quite like it as much as I liked that pizza, but this was pretty excellent. Randy. So interesting enough, this was $16. So a dollar less than the burger. Hmm. Um, it was okay. I, I think I liked the taste. I think it might've been a chicken thigh, yes. which I'm, I'm learning. I don't like those as chicken sandwiches as much. So that's just a personal preference. Um, like Rob said, I think Rob definitely is a big thigh guy. I'm a so thiesman, yeah. he, um, we call him Joe Theismann. Yep. He, uh, seemed to like this one better. I, I don't, blame anybody for liking it i could totally see it i thought it tasted good um yeah i think that's it okay and then uh, so andy how about you you said you had one last favorite thing that we got what was this so there was a little specials menu there when we got there and we we tiptoed back and forth about not getting that burger and there was like a meatloaf sandwich on the specials oh i wanted that Randy wanted it, but he also wanted his Buffalo chicken pizza and he can't order everything. Can't have uh, a loaf and eat it too. So we were like joking when we saw this menu because they they have like a thing called beer uh, as a dessert on the menu, which kind of sounds good because it's like a brewery version of t- beer masseau or tiramisu. But then there was ice cream sandwich and we're like, okay, six bucks, not that expensive. We love ice cream sandwiches. Here's the description. Brown butter snickerdoodle cookie, mascarpone ice cream, toffee crunch. Sounds slightly unassuming, but also delicious. So we're joking, like we should get one. We should get one. And then Rob finally was like, all right, I went and, you know, paid the bill or whatever or something. And he came back. He's like, I ordered us two or whatever. Maybe I was at the bathroom when this happened or something. I think Randy ordered two, right? <clears throat> Randy did this. Okay. So, you know, surprise. We, you know, we can't have a quarter of a $6 ice cream sandwich. It's going to be small. So out comes this dessert. It looks like it's, it looks like the colors of the Wegmans pumpkin roll, like orange and white. And it looks like cake, basically. Uh, this was delicious. My, my mother's sweet tooth, like, main street is brown sugar and butter like all her desserts have this butterscotchy kind of brown sugary taste this thing was amazing i thought it was like heaven the one complaint is that the cookies themselves were really really hard so once you chewed them a little bit everything tasted awesome but the ice cream was pretty unassuming i thought mm-hmm. um kind of just tasted vanilla but that was starting to melt the perfect amount there were these like meringue slices or shavings on top, which gave a little tang. But then you get like they drizzled this kind of like butterscotchy and toffee chunks on the plate. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was amazing. 
for for a brewery to produce a dessert that I thought was this good, I was very impressed. Dale, we were able to, uh, you know, because we overordered, send a piece of that your way. What did you think of dessert, dessert Dale? Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, normally I'm not a, a hard cookie guy. I like my cookies soft, but um, the snickerdoodle combined with that ice cream, I, I thought it had a nice creamy flavor. Those white chips, I'm not sure what they were on it, but uh, yep, there it is. I, I didn't get much taste out of them, but I mean, that, that ice cream mixed with the cookie and that butterscotch, it, it was heavenly. I uh, really enjoyed it. Randy? The white chips on top were awful. I don't even know why you would ruin a beautiful, amazing, almost perfectly tasting ice cream sandwich with that styrofoam, crunchy. What is that stuff? It was meringue. That's how I felt about the celery on the pizza. <laughs> Whoa. Meringue is my celery. It didn't um, taste like anything. Guys, clearly, I, I obviously don't like meringue. Yeah, it didn't taste like anything. It just like made my teeth feel like I was honestly chewing styrofoam. I did not like that. <laughs> but the ice cream sandwich, oh my God, it was so good. And yes, yeah, so the cookies were kind of hard, but the taste of everything was like, oh, so, so good. I would go back just for the ice cream sandwich. I'm assuming the cookies tasted or felt hard because they were probably just frozen all day. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. I don't, I'm not into those flavors. Like I don't really like butterscotchy brown butter kind of things. And, and even I loved that. I would get that again. I agree with Andy that you couldn't really tell that the ice cream was a mascarpone ice cream, but maybe if it wasn't mascarpone, you would have noticed, you know, vanilla is a flavor that is strong and you could taste it. And so the mascarpone is maybe a little bit more understated, almost more like a sweet cream ice cream. And so maybe that was better for that flavor combination. And maybe I'm like, keep laughing. I'm like for six bucks, it was like the best deal in the whole place yeah. too. Cause we said some of the stuff's overpriced, but also we did get a half portion of that rather than our typical quarter portion, <laughs> which yeah. may factor into us thinking about why things are overpriced. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, 17 bucks is expensive for a burger. This is sort of a, a hipper place, hipper than I'm used to going went to bill gray's today um <laughs> like you you know it yeah it's, it is kind of a newer place i mean i don't think it's been open more than six months not even right yeah oh yeah not even not even six months maybe three months and i've been point. there twice i'm cool now guys <laughs> well <laughs> I, I think that's this is a good time to transition into giving some scores and, and kind of explaining our rationales for this so Randy, what would you oh, like to say before we jump sure. into this? I don't know if we want to talk about our uh, brews first, just to quickly oh. go over what we drank. Yeah, great, great point. What, what do you have to drink, Randy? I think you and I, Rob, we had the Sly, uh, what was it called? I just Sly Move. It. Sly Move. That was like an IPA, right? Kind of hazy yep. IPA. It was good. Um, nothing, you know, crazy with it. I think overall it was refreshing and light. So I liked it. That's the only one I had. Oh, so you had that one. Yeah. And then I had, that. Oh, I just I, had a once. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I had a, a self-control. He's just trying to make sure that he doesn't, he's like, Oh, you guys had two drinks. So I don't have to pay as much as you guys. <laughs> Jeez, come on, Randy. I, I agree. That was slide move was, was good. True. And then I had the petite coloss, which was like a Cezanne, I think. And it was very dry. Like it was almost like if you've ever had like a very dry cider, or like a super dry champagne, 
Um, that's not really my style, but it tasted like it was well done. Like I didn't dislike it, but, uh, if that's your jam, check it out. And if you don't like super dry things, don't check it out. Uh, Dale, do you remember what you had to drink? Yeah. So, so I was perusing the menu and I, I got one of the IPAs, but I didn't see it on the website. I'm thinking I got the sly like you guys, cause it was an IPA, but it didn't, it wasn't like high alcohol content. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I mean, it was just a nice solid IPA. I, I would get it again. Um, you know, nothing really stood out. It was just really good. Sweet. Andy. I did not get too, too creative with the, uh, the drinks menu. Um, oh, I just, I just lost my menu. There it is. Uh, I started, I just right up in the upper corner of the menu in the crisp section. Cause I'm not super, super, uh, adventurous with the drinks. I got the heliophile, which is a Kolsch, like a light beer and the Amber lager, which was called the deco. I thought they were both really good, totally drinkable. And, you know, usually my worry at like a fancy brewery is getting something that tastes a little too crazy for me. And I thought these, I just, I stuck at the beginning of the menu there. I didn't go too nuts. I'll try a sour here or there or like a scotch ale, but uh, these were pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I enjoyed the the brews as well as the chews at this place. And one, one thing about this place is that they do have like a wide variety of beer types. So, you know, some breweries are like mostly IPAs and then sours. Well, this place, so I was wrong. The Petit Colossus is a Belgian table beer. They've got, you know, Saison's, they've got Italian Pilsners. Uh, they had a barrel aged Belgian golden, whatever that is. So there really is a pretty, they've got a port barrel aged quadruple, which I don't know what that means. They've got a lot a, of words. Yeah. A lot of words. They who, a, named, who named that beer? The guy who runs that detergent company that you, <laughs> oh, oh, you mean at at SCO sport wash residue free detergent. That's the one. Oh yeah. Well, what is that stuff? I've never heard of it. Well, let me tell you, do, do you have synthetic fibers that you want to wash? Save, save it for plugs. We haven't heard about okay. it yet. Okay. So anyways, Randy, thanks for bringing us back to, to the brews. And so um, Dale, you're our guest. Let's let you kick this off. We have been traditionally scoring the brewery or the food mainly at these breweries on a scale of one to 10. Andy is presenting you with our previous scores, which is a very helpful reference for yeah, I was going to say, Us maybe three. we should, well, should we go first, then Dale can look these over because he's probably been to a bunch of these places. So he yeah. can kind of see like, oh yeah, good call. Yeah. I mean, I've been to all of them. I mean, are you basing these scores off of several factors or just the food or? Well, we, I think we put a little weight on the food, but we do say that like, you know, drinks count, atmosphere counts. We say um, 10 out of 10, 10 being the ideal brewery experience, meaning like good drinks, good, good location, good hang. But, you know, our main focus on this podcast is food. But, you know, we factor all those things in like, you know, K2, you may have heard it's one of the greatest outdoor spaces in all of Western New York. If you listen to our podcast, Rob said it about eight times on that episode. No, Randy, <laughs> Randy did. I think we all said it like three times. Yes. But yeah, so like these are these are our scores that you're looking at here. Um, but I'd, I'd be happy to go first. So Dale can just look those over and get a, get a reference point for what we think, but also it's your decision. You know, any, anything you want to score this place is fine. Um, I was impressed by strange bird. 
Uh, I met you guys out one night when my wife and I were on a date night. To, we went to Cure and we met you guys out afterwards. I was at Cure. I am cool. Cure, Strange Bird. <laughs> All places that I had gift cards or was told about. Um, so I, I thought the food was was very good. And the more we get away from that night, the more I thought the food was really good, especially for a brewery, big selection, all the all the entrees I would eat again. They were a little pricey, but it's a cool place. So things are going to be a little pricey. Um, I think I'm going, the beer was good. The beers my wife had that night, we were there, she liked. I'm going 9.25. This is the highest score I've given in the breweries, just because I thought the food was so strong. The place was so cool. Um, it looks great. 9.5 if they've got a vestibule to be honest oh. ding, i gotta ding them there you're that strange bird get building <laughs> yeah, i hope you're listening um they've probably been like trying but they can't get the codes and oh, man. whatever um rob what do you think what do you think a strange bird i think in our last episode i talked about how you know, I, I did like rock brewing, but I think of that primarily as like a, a place you go to for a happy hour. If you're like, hey, let's grab a beer, let's go to rock brewing. And if you happen to be there and you're hungry, you might get some food. Uh, I look at this place as if you're planning a dinner, this place is in the conversation of like, hey, you know, I think of the food maybe even before I think of the beer and they have good beer here. But this I, I consider just like a good restaurant that's also a brewery. And so I'm going to give it a 9.8. I thought it was great. I, I think uh Vest- Put you down for a 9.75 as we go by quarters, but yes. <laughs> okay. Nine points. Oh, do we have to? Okay. I guess. Yeah. That's guess what we've always would be agreed upon. Hold on. We only go by quarters. Am I going to bump it to 10? You could. Oh, no. Mathematical sense, keep... but round up. Want to know what dropped it? The grout. The vestibule. The grout in the bathroom. The, There's all the comes, in the Rob's vestibule. always got a 0.25 reserved for grout work. You got to look. <laughs> the grout was actually pretty good. It's just when the tiles transition from one type of tile to another that a little spotty. Randy? Go. I'd say go. If you haven't been, get your get your <laughs> butt there and get some food and beer. But overall, and I'm continuing to compare it to other places just so I don't you know, go off my gut, it's definitely the most expensive all around yes. brewery we've gone to so far. So just know that ahead of time and check it out. I'm going looking at my ratings. I'd say this is a nine for me, um, which is equal to around a quite brewing. Uh, I think both of them, I would totally go back to again. Food was awesome. This place, like I said, I only had one beer, so I would like to go back and try a few of their others. Um, and it just still was a little bit lower than knucklehead for me. Knucklehead was just, I loved their food and their beers and the pricing was a little bit cheaper. So overall though, go there. Dale, our guest. So I really, really enjoyed this place. I I thought the food was amazing for you think brewery, you think like you said, Rob, Hey, we're going to go to happy hour and just, you know, grab some food. This is definitely a destination place. Um, yeah, it was a little pricey, but, you know, inflation, supply chain, you know, yada, yada. So that, that's to be expected a little bit. Um, the atmosphere, as I get older, I hate crowds more and more. 
even though there's a lot of people, I didn't feel crowded. That was a huge plus for me. Um, and I'm actually really excited to see when it gets warmer out, you know, mentioning that rooftop. And it also looked like there might've been a little patio out there. I, I couldn't tell with all the snow. Um, so based on all that, I mean, the atmosphere, the amazing food, the beer was good too. I mean, I want to get back there and try some more, but I think I'm going to give it a 9.5. Oh, wow. they could get kicked up a bit more, you know, when it gets warmer out, they have a really cool uh, rooftop deck. And if you touch up that grout yeah. and get a vestibule, might be a 10 out of 10 at this oh place. My gosh. To be clear, I was, I was mostly kidding about that grout situation, but uh, that's a new, a new clear leader in the clubhouse in our brewery rankings. This top jumps over witchcraft and knucklehead, which were at the top of our list and, and around quite, we're all at the high, high end of our list. Yeah, great score. So uh, awesome, Wait, that. Hold on. I, I'm just getting some breaking ice cream news, Rob. Uh, hot off the ice cream press. We got to stop the pod for a minute here and discuss this. Although from what I research I read in the last couple of minutes, I don't think this is the first time this has happened. But Little Debbie's. Uh, creator of the Little Debbie snack foods that we all are familiar with, I think, from childhood. We didn't eat a ton of them in my house, but I do know all of these flavors. Has partnered with an ice cream company to make Little Debbie's like snacks into ice cream flavors. There are seven flavors. You guys think you can... Let's go around and name Little Debbie's ice cream snacks and see which ones you can guess correctly. Do you know, do you guys know little Debbie snacks a little bit? Randy, oh, yeah. what's one you think they're making into an ice cream? Ho ho Twinkie. Hold on. Those are hostess. Oh. Is that a joke? Oh. No, but okay. Wait, really? Ho ho's are the same as Swiss rolls. Swiss rolls. Swiss that rolls. is an, that is an ice cream flavor. Okay. Bob, you got another one. Strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake rolls will be an ice cream flavor. Dale, Star crunch. With, don't they make like uh, buns, uh, like cinnamon buns, honey buns, something like yes, that? Yes, honey buns. You guys are three for three, except for Randy's extraneous guesses. Fudge rounds. Fudge rounds. I don't know what that is. Am I only doing... Hold on, let me look at this. Fudge rounds. All right. Zebra cakes. <laughs> yep. Oh. Cosmic brownies. Oh, yeah. You know the ones with the little colored sprinkles? Yeah, yeah. These are the type of things that people will bring in on um, mm -hmm. Treat Mondays at my school sometimes yeah, yeah. when there's a run on sweets. Star, Star Crunch has got to be one. It's not on there. That might be a little Debbie one, though. Oatmeal cream pies. Oh. oh. And Nutty Bars. You know, they're like oh, giant, yeah. giant Kit Kats. Don't, like, I bet all of these kind of stink, but they sound delicious, don't they? A few of them sound like they would be very unimpressive, but then some of them do sound like they would well, be pretty awesome. Guess oh what? I God. looked up the recipes for all of them. So here, let's let's all pick a winner. Oatmeal cream pie, vanilla ice cream with soft oatmeal cookie pieces and a hint of molasses. That might be, of those, that might be the one I had the most when I was a kid was an oatmeal cream pie. Yeah, same. Cosmic brownies, brownie batter, ice cream. I feel like that's where they'll screw it up. Yes. Uh, filled with mini rainbow chips, which don't really taste like anything, and brownie pieces, which I like. Zebra Those, cakes. Well, this, go ahead, Randy. I was just going to say the cosmic brownies were the worst out of all the little W's. Yeah, they seem yeah. good because they look cool, but then they're just. Yeah. 
zebra cakes white cake ice cream with yellow cake pieces and a milk Ooh. chocolate fudge oh, that sounds very good and those are so good as a kid too honey bun ice cream is honey bun flavored ice cream with glazed honey bun pieces and a sweet cinnamon swirl wouldn't be my go-to but we've had good luck with that perry cinnamon bun flavor yeah that's my favorite strawberry shortcake rolls i don't love these foods but the ice cream sounds better to me white cake ice cream with yellow cake pieces and a strawberry strawberry swirl it's a lot like the zebra cakes one swiss rolls these are delicious like ho-hos chocolatey cake ice cream with chocolate cake pieces and a swirl of whipped cream and nutty bars peanut butter ice cream swirled with chocolatey waffle cone pieces and a thick fudge all right which do you think would be the one you would like to try most I'm going zebra cakes for mine. Oh, no. Oatmeal cream pie. Just because I had it the most. Rob? I got to I'm big into like oatmeal cookie ice creams. So I got to go oatmeal cream pie too. Although zebra cakes is very enticing. Randy? You down with OCP? Oh, you know me. Okay, this is the, the winner so far. Dale, any any of these stand out to you as something you want to Zebra try? cakes were always my favorite little Debbie snack, but I don't know how well it's going to transfer over into ice cream. I'm, I'm just looking at the ingredients. I'm thinking the Nutty Bars might be best ice cream wise. I think my wife would probably choose those. She I, likes peanut yeah. butter. Um, I so a couple of comments real quick zebra cakes I totally forgot about for years until this moment they were amazing honey buns always too wet for me so I never really liked them but on top of all that I'm gonna guess wetness it's disgusting so I'm going with I think I would like oatmeal cream pies the best but I'm gonna say nutty bars is gonna take I think if if they stick with any of these they'll stick with that one I bet you that one is just knocks it out of the park I think those flavors work well with ice cream. I think so Dale, you might be right. The flavors will be available in pints at two, for two fifty at Walmart. Ooh, we should yeah, probably get them all starting February first tomorrow. Is Walmart open? It, there's like I read about it because they're like people are like they're finally hitting the shelves. I'm like they oh. look crazy, but like how funny! It's like fun, nostalgic. Like this is the perfect little stunt right. to pull, you know. All right, guys, I'm gonna say Laurel will probably go tomorrow, and I will. So how many is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times two fifty. I will have her buy one pint of each. Just not cosmic brownie. How about everyone know cosmic brownies? If we're buying six, <laughs> you have to buy the seventh. Ugh. Laurel, do not buy the cosmic brownie. But you she can buys get the rest six of cosmic brownies and none of the other ones. Randy's oh gonna God. forget about it immediately, and Rob's gonna send her like an angry text. You're like, what is he talking about? Andy, you know me so well. <laughs> yeah okay we gotta try them all gotta try them all so here's like the, i got a little picture of them they look good to me they they, and like good. they just look fun with the, yes. the foods on the side of the so we'll have dale on we'll all try some ice cream mm-hmm. i can't wait yeah the cosmic brownie in the picture it's not impressing me <laughs> it's not <laughs> i know it looks so like- people People really do bring these in on our like our snack Mondays. And so like I've had oatmeal cream pie when they've done it because these are easy to just buy in bulk. They're prepackaged, you know? Yeah. And like those remind me of being a kid, the Swiss rolls, same thing. I never really ate the cosmic brownies as a kid. And then you have and you're just like, eh, is this worth eating? I don't know. And then you always finish it. From this picture, cosmic brownies looks like the soil on Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Does not look great. Which you don't know 
that that's not delicious, Rob. Be fair. True. True. Okay. Uh, well, that's okay. been a great segment. Breaking ice cream news is now over. Okay. So I think. Or we- is it? Because oh. I have breaking. What? <laughs> I feel like I just should save mine for next time, though. We can't. We can't top this news. So next episode, right, you you'll hear it. breaking ice cream news from Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. If you want to look it up, Randy remembers. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody type this into the sheet. <laughs> we'll just leave it in. <laughs> All right, Randy. So peeves and plugs. Let's do it. We'll start with Randy because he didn't get to do his ice cream news. Randy, Rob, what are your peeves and plugs? I feel like you should have learned by now that you don't call on me first for peeves and plugs. So let's try somebody else first while I think about my peeves and plugs. Okay, Andy, peeves. Well, and I'm the plugs. only one who filled in my portion of the spreadsheet. <laughs> so true. yes, I am ready. I'm My peeve is that right around this time of year, Yesterday was the conference championship games, but it was the week leading up to that. I love the NFL playoffs. It's very fun. And the first two weekends have games all the time, all day. And the the week the Bills lost, the games were all fantastic and crazy and close. And then for like two weeks, and I, I usually like by now the Super Bowl is not interesting to me. I'm mad the Bills aren't better this year and just lamenting the loss of football. That's all. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not a crazy football fan, but it's a fun routine that my friends and family and I share, and it's a good way to get together. So enough sadness about my peeve. My plugs. The maple buffalo sauce at Strange Bird reminded me that I used a gift card I had that my wife bought me for Christmas like a year and a half ago to get Chicken Out, which is a place I've raved about before on the pod. Chicken tenders, chicken sandwiches. They now have a new location. Uh, I don't remember what the place used to be, but it's almost back by like behind the little back by red Rochester there. Oh, really? Yeah, they have like, and I think they're turning it into a dining location. They're doing all their takeout out of there, but they've been putting up signage and stuff. So I think it's a permanent place or at least for a while. Um, their, their food is awesome. And you can just order like six chicken tenders. It feeds your whole family. It's delicious, but they... They added a buffalo sauce since I had it last, which was a long time ago. So they probably added a lot a while ago, but it's really delicious, sweet and spicy, or excuse me, hot and spicy. But it also has that little sweet kick. Like there's like Ralph's magic sauce mixed in or some sort of sweet sauce. And I think it's fantastic. Other plug, my dentist has been bugging me and the, the, the people who clean my teeth have been bugging me for like two years to get a mechanical toothbrush, like a, just like a $40 oral B. You, do you I mean bought like one a, finally. Like an electric toothbrush? Mechanical. It's so like wait, a steampunk, steampunk situation. <laughs> you, you steampunk those, toothbrush. You know those, those egg beaters that have like the little spinny yep. handle? Like I'm picturing like on, a toothbrush fashioned out of that. I put on big goggles that make my eyes look twice as big. <laughs> I'm picturing so like 20 gears moving around on it just to move one bristle. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is it called? An electric toothbrush. Yes. I think it runs on AC current. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just one of those super simple. But the, she's like, I was like, how much do they cost? And she's like, it's like 40 bucks. I'm like, oh, I have like a. I have a gift card to Target. I'll just go buy one. 
And uh, so I bought a electric toothbrush and we, I bought like two, two of the heads for it or whatever. And so my wife and I have a toothbrush that we use and it really does. It helps. It's better. Your teeth feel like you just got them cleaned. So like 90% of the time I use that. And if I'm stuck somewhere in the house and someone's in that bathroom or I'm in a rush, I'll use my normal toothbrush. And I'm like, oh, this stinks. I feel like a chump using it, but the new, the, the toothbrush is fantastic. That's my plugs. Nice. Those are some solid plugs. Um, I'm a big electric toothbrush uh, fan myself. I had one and, and my, it, it does a good job. And my, I might've told this story in the pod before, but my dental hygienist has would tell me on several occasions that my teeth were looking so good that I should cancel my dental insurance and invest that money in the stock market. <laughs> and, uh, she was I'm fired like, immediately. I'm like, that's not great advice. And as I'm, as I'm going to leave, like the secretary, she's like, don't cancel your dental insurance. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't really planning on it, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm a fan of those as well. Um, my, my, I'll start with my plug and go to my peeve next. My plug is the show Station Eleven, which Andy, did you plug this in the last episode or no? I don't know. I think we did talk about it at one point, but go ahead. It's a great show. I support a second plug. It's a great show. I highly, <laughs> I highly plug it. Uh, amazing music, great plot, uh, better than the book. The book's pretty good too, but the show is better, I think, and amazing acting. Uh, just it's it's incredible. And my peeve is last week's plug. It is Archive 81. I finished it tonight and it was eh, kind of underwhelming at the end. And honestly, like I'd, I'd be watching. So early on, I was way into it. And then by the end, I was like checking my phone a lot and like zoning out. And I'm like, what's going on here? Is there some demon or something? I don't know. For the listener, this is what it's like to be friends with Rob. This is like, it all happens over the course of like four days though, because <laughs> he doesn't have kids. And he's just like, he's able to watch like three episodes or two episodes a night. And so like one day he's loving this show. And then three days later, he's like, that show's not good. I'm like, what? I just, I just watched the first episode because you told me it's good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. Uh, sorry, listeners. You're not going to hear this for another week and a half, but uh, hey, <laughs> you know, hopefully you don't invest too much time in this one. And hey, just station 11. It's approved by several hosts. And the show Southside, the show Southside and HBO is freaking hilarious I, I i can't see enough good things about that that i highly recommend uh we'll go to dale and then randy dale what are your peeves and plugs so i'm gonna start off with a plug just because i remembered i had this within the past week or so so when you buy a subaru you know you, you could get the remote start or um they give you the option for maybe a quarter of the price uh, you have access to this app where you could turn your car on and off through that you could you know, set it to a temperature, how, you know, hard the fan's going to blow. And th th this thing's a lifesaver. Um, anytime I go out to the car, especially since it's been cold, I kind of, you know, pick up the phone, you know, punch in, oh, I want it to be 75 degrees and, you know, blow up full blast. So, you know, when I get to the car, it's at a, you know, your perfect temperature control there goes way above and beyond what a remote start is. Um, some of the best money I've ever spent, and I don't know if they offer with, with other cars, but um, this is one of the best things I've spent money on over the past few years. Wow. I'm always jealous of those when people have their cars, like, warm. I get in the car in the morning with my kids, and they're always like, it's so chilly. I'm like, I know, guys, me too. 
And I mean, no matter how far away I am, it works. I could be like a mile away and I just, you know, take the app out and it'll communicate with it and turn the car on. And it's, it'll unlock it and everything. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, as far as Pete, something's been bugging me all day long. Uh, Can I talk about bathrooms or is that? uh, Oh, that fits perfectly for this podcast. Okay. So in the workplace, I I just, (laughs) I think it should be a rule. If you're in the bathroom at the, you know, the, the line of urinals, do not approach someone, do not engage with somebody with a work conversation. This has happened several times over the past week or two, and it, it it just messes up my conversation. It sets a bad tone for the rest of the day, and I just, I, I, I can't, you know, do my business in peace. And because of that, I've lately been going to the bathroom that's a couple hundred more yards away. It's a longer <laughs> walk, but it's one of those like one stall type deals. So yeah. I, I'm get in there in peace and get out and just don't have to deal with anyone. It's this has just been bugging me and I, I, I can't get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're happy you could, you have somewhere to vent. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a Little great those, those other clowns in Dale's office don't even know though, no matter how far away that bathroom is, he can still turn his car on from there. Suckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Okay. Randy, do you have time to think of something? Yeah, I got a. I actually have a peeve this week. Uh, mechanical toothbrushes. You always have to shovel coal in to keep them going. I never, <laughs> never understood why people used them. Um, got a plug though. Burn Dairy Free Coffee Tuesdays. So if you go into Burn Dairy, which Rob actually told me about years ago, I'm pretty sure, you buy a plastic mug for buck ninety nine, and then every Tuesday you can go in. They have a row of. No less than, I would say, at least the one I go to, 14 coffee pots, all ready to go with different coffees in them. And you just walk in, pour your coffee, walk out. One suggestion, wash the mug before you use it the first time. Otherwise, your coffee is going to taste like the plastic of the inside of the mug, which I'm pretty sure is not healthy for you. So burn dairy, free coffee Tuesdays coming from Randy. What are those things they say like aren't in plastic bottles like BPA? BPA? That BPA. Cup has extra BPAs in it. <laughs> yeah. So somebody asked me, how was it? I was like, it was gross. It tasted just like the mug is just melting into the coffee. But then the next time it was great. So it was pretty good coffee. Like it's yeah. really not bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I bought that mug and I used it once and it just sits in my car and I forget every Tuesday. Maybe I'll go tomorrow, you know? I'll text you tomorrow morning, Rob. I'll remind you. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. I'd like to add one plug. Sure. My dog, Ellie, she's up here. She came up to the the podcast studio. Ellie! Ellie's in the house. She's she's sleeping. Creepily facing the wall. She doesn't like what I'm doing right now, but she's been very quiet. I'm impressed. Oh, that's great. I'm glad Ellie made a little appearance. Yeah, you might have heard her jingle in the background. Very good. Well, I think that's uh, I think that about wraps it up, guys. This has been a great episode, and Dale, thank you again for joining us both on the night uh, of our our hang and also for the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. We'll have to give you a call when we get get to the the pizza competition. Oh, so. Yes. Awesome. Well, I, I think. Uh, oh, yes. Andy is signaling. Uh, to me that we need to share i haven't checked the email so i don't know if we have any probably more of that more of that brazilian dating site that keeps uh that's gonna be hacked into our system but 
Andy, what's our social media? It is at Talking Trash Rock. And the email is, that's the start of our email address, talkingtrashrock at gmail.com. Attention, Rob. I promise I will. Okay. I will check the email before the next episode. I promise that. So that's it. Dale, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thanks, Thanks, Dale. (laughs) And uh, keep eating, talking, and, and drinking trash. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Human Torch was denied a bank loan.